Hello, welcome to the Sex Within Marriage podcast. My name is JD and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com. And today we have another installment of our questions from our anonymous have a question page. We're going to talk about managing a high sex drive, losing erections while changing positions, being too loud during sex, a husband who thinks his wife is sexually boring, vaginismus, and then we're going to finish it off with how do you surrender and give God control of your life? Didn't expect that last one, did you? So let's tackle these questions before the new year ends. Question one is... I'm looking for help in managing my own high sex drive. My wife, who is definitely on the responsive side, is awesome. We have sex two to three times a week, and she's usually down for trying some more adventurous things on a semi-regular basis. Even still, I find myself regularly distracted, even from work, with sexual thoughts about her and fantasies of things I'd like for us to try or do. On the one hand, I'm getting sex more than most people out there. I want to be grateful for the good thing I've got. And with both of us working and with smaller kids, that amount is a miracle, all things considered. What can I do to manage such a high sex drive? I work out fairly regularly, so I'm not sure what else there is. We've talked about having a free card for masturbation one to two times per week, but neither of us it really felt that that was the right thing to do. Any insight? So in our lives, we have a lot of good, healthy impulses. You know, we get thirsty, we get hungry, we get tired. The problem is when we want more than our needs to an unhealthy amount. Eating too much will make you fat. Sleeping too much will make you lazy. Even drinking too much water can lead to intoxication due to electrolytes being depleted, I believe. Uh, The point is, wanting sex is a healthy desire. Desiring more sex than is appropriate is not. So like everything else, you have options on how to deal with these desires that cause you to overindulge. You can exercise willpower, you can create rules, you can give it up to God. We're going to talk more about that later. Uh, And for different people, they find different methods work better than others. I don't know which one's going to work for you. But another option mentioned in our supporters group was to focus more on your wife's needs than your own. Uh, Not in order to get more sex, but as a way of shifting the focus in your life from one of meeting your own desires to one of service to your spouse. Um, Lastly, I just wanted to mention uh, the working out thing. I never quite understood why people said, hey, go work out to work off sexual frustration. Because working out actually produces more testosterone, which will actually potentially make you want sex more. Not that I'm saying you should stop working out. It's a good idea. It keeps you healthy, fit, and everything. Uh, I'm just saying that I'm, I'm not quite sure where that whole mindset came from. But anyways, there are a few things you can try. And uh, yeah, let's keep going. Question number two is, hey, Jay, my husband and I want to try new positions, but every time we try to do something new, he loses his erection. Do you have any advice? He he keeps an erection just fine when we do missionary. Thanks, the newlyweds. So this is likely psychological. It could be it happened once, and now he worries about whether or not it's going to happen again, and so it does, sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Or it could be that he has some sort of mental block against other positions. Some people are taught that the missionary position in particular is the only acceptable position. Uh, Even if you change your belief on such things, that subconsciously could be sabotaging him. Or he could just feel that it might hurt or degrade or otherwise harm you in some way or that you won't enjoy it as much. Uh, It's kind of hard to say. There's not a ton to go on here. But my guess is that there's likely something going on in his head and likely not something physical. 
other than that, uh, if you want to dig into it more, I would go talk to a Christian sex therapist like Dr. Jessica McLeese, which I'll link to in the show notes. All right. Question three. Hi, I'm a married woman and I struggle with being too loud during sex. It has caused a couple of embarrassing situations. As much as I try to be quiet when I orgasm, I am very loud. Not screaming, but very loud. I even try putting my face in a pillow, which helps muffle the sound. Any suggestions would be great. So, as someone in our supporters group says, you don't so much have an issue with being too loud during sex, you have an issue with being too loud in certain circumstances, particularly when it might be embarrassing. And I don't have a lot of suggestions, to be honest. Uh, you could ensure that there's other noise to help drown it out, maybe music or a TV, or you could try something like a gag. Uh, I honestly don't know if that would work or not. I'm afraid we didn't have a lot of group ideas in our group either. Um, maybe if you have an idea and you're listening to this, you can visit the blog and share a comment about it. Um, and maybe that will help out because we, we're all kind of stumped other than basically, yeah, putting your face in a pillow. So we're going to leverage the larger community. Uh, there's about 1,500 people a week that'll listen to this. Uh, if you have an idea, click on the link in the show notes, visit the blog, write your comment, help this married woman out. So question number four is, hey, my wife is absolutely boring in the sexiness department. She'd rather wear leggings and a big shirt. I've asked her to dress nicer more often, but that got me pretty much one evening every couple of weeks. Yes, I'm being selfish, but I like it when she looks her best. Also, it translates to the bedroom. I've asked her to spice things up in the bedroom, bought her lingerie and a couple of fun costumes, never has even tried them on, even for herself to see. I really have a hard time seeing other women out and about, and they are dressed nicely for their men. It really makes me envious. I don't ask for much other than just look nice and not like you don't care. I am really feeling like she couldn't care less about being attractive for me. I love her to death, but I'm wanting a bit more spice and sexiness. I've communicated my desires, but not much has changed. I'm at the point that I have trouble keeping my eyes on her and it breaks my heart. Basically asking for some effort from her and communicating has done nothing to help. You men who have wives that dress nicely are so dang lucky. So as usual, there's not a lot to go on here. It's mostly complaint. Um, some questions our supporters had were, are there kids involved? Does she have any body image issues? Does she work outside of the home? How is the rest of the relationship? Does she feel like her, de her desires are being met? How often do you dress up for her? How often do you take her somewhere where it's appropriate to dress up nicely? Uh, one of our supporters also suggested checking out our spice jar and sexy memory games. And in his experience, his wife was far more willing to do something that a card told her to do uh, or suggested rather than a suggestion from him. For myself, I'm curious what happens when you try to talk about it. Uh, and by that, I mean talk about what's not happening and then ask why, not in order to get her to do it, but so that you can understand her better. Um, there must be a reason for this. You know, it could simply be that she forgets, in which case you can simply remind her. Um, it sounds like she does it every once in a while if you bring it up. It could be that she doesn't feel comfortable, in which case maybe you should spend more time complimenting her or adjusting your expectations. It could be that she's not feeling very secure in the relationship because she sees you eyeing other women and that makes her not feel safe enough to be vulnerable with you. The point is, we don't know. Um, it sounds like you've talked, but the only thing you've really said in your discussions is what you want. 
and you haven't really shared with us how she feels and which means you haven't really had a conversation about it so i'd say a proper conversation is probably a good start question number five starts with hi my husband and i have only been married for about a month and we've learned that i have issues with sex I believe I have vaginismus, the involuntary tightening of pelvic floor muscles when something gets too close. This makes sex or attempts at sex incredibly painful for me. I'm trying to work through it, but many resources encourage me to self-discover as part of the process, which pretty much means masturbating to figure out what feels good to me. Is masturbation okay in this context? If it's something that I'm doing for my husband... Secondly, I think that part of the reason for this condition of mine is emotional. My husband has has struggled with pornography and lustful masturbation for many years in the past, and though he is improving drastically now, the emotional pain is still there for me. Additionally, porn and lust are things he has lied to me about in the distant and also recent past, and frankly, I don't trust him. How can I overcome this, and what should we do in the meantime while I am unable to have physical sex? So, yeah, vaginismus is generally considered a psychological effect, So most likely something is going on in your head with regards to this. It could be your husband's porn use. Um, As for the question of masturbation, there's nothing to say that you cannot do it with your husband. In fact, I think that's probably a better option because what sometimes happens is that people solve their vaginismus alone, and then as soon as their partner is in the room, it comes back. And then they start a habit of masturbating alone and then rejecting sex with their partner, and that doesn't end very well. So I'd say modify the protocol to include mutual discovery. As well, I think talking to a marriage therapist like Dr. Jessica McLeese, who I already linked to, about the trust issues might be in order. Uh, If you solve that, that might also solve the vaginismus issue. As well, I wrote a post about pain during sex a long time ago, which you can also check out. And lastly, as for the what can you do in the meantime, uh, I have a printable that's got about, I can't remember how many. I ended up counting it. It's a lot of different sexual things that you can do. Um, so it's basically a worksheet. You go through the list together. You say what you're okay with. He says what he's okay with and what he wants to do and what you want to do. And then you compare notes and then you can have, probably find a whole bunch of things that uh, you can both enjoy while you sort out this. So I'll link to that as well, and you can check it out. Question six is, my husband and I will be married two years in December. I was a virgin when we got married, and while I enjoy sex and exploring different positions and techniques, I have yet to orgasm post-marriage. Regrettably, in a previous relationship and our relationship prior to marriage, although there was no actual sex, there were plenty of prolonged makeout sections and clothed heavy petting, which led to occasional orgasms. I don't know if it was the amount of time spent in foreplay or the excitement of the forbidden touching that led me to orgasm, but I can't seem to reach the same level of arousal during sex with my husband now. My husband does the best he can to manually stimulate me, as I get virtually no stimulation from penetration, but I have not been able to go over the edge. We have tried a vibrator and oral stimulation, but it didn't seem to work too well. I have been thinking of trying other types of toys, but I just don't know what else to do to help. 
So like most of the other questions, my guess is this is psychological as well, not physiological. And yes, there may be a toy that can push the physical arousal system far enough to override them. Uh, if there is, I would probably put my money on either the Womanizer or the Sona Cruise from Lilo, um, those type of toys, or the Magic Wand. I will link to all three of them in the show notes. Um, yeah, they seem to be the best for encouraging Let's call them stubborn orgasms. Secondly, I'd be curious if you'd be able to get yourself to orgasm from manual stimulation. So, so like, what if your husband sat behind you, kind of holding you, arms around you, and you stimulate yourself with or without your toy? And additional, the additional vulnerability might be a barrier for the first few times. Uh, might take some bit to get used to, but there is... Um, when you touch yourself, there's an instantaneous feedback loop that simply can't be matched by a partner. Um, so that's an idea. Another idea is to test that prolonged foreplay idea. So you could try scheduling out some time when you have a couple of hours to yourselves, um, set a timer for, let's say, 10 minutes, and tell your husband he's only allowed to touch and massage whatever is not color covered with clothing. So you start with a neck, or shoulder massage or your head and uh, then after the 10 minutes is up then you take off one item of clothing or if you're doing socks both socks and then do another 10 minutes and maybe he massages your feet and then when that 10 minutes is up then you take off something else and you keep going he's only allowed to touch what's uncovered and until you run out of clothes and then once all the clothes are off you set the timer again and say, okay, no direct clitoral stimulation or penetration for another 10 minutes. And then when that one goes off, you say, okay, now no penetration for 10 minutes. And then wait for that timer to go off and then see how you feel at the end of it. And because at that point, he's probably been massaging, teasing, and touching you for over an hour. Um, Then maybe try the vibrator and see how it goes. If that doesn't work, shoot me an email and I can share a few other ideas that I have off the top of my head. And if they don't work, then we can brainstorm some more. Question seven is what do you do if both you and your partner are depressed and he is also codependent and your mood affects his. So you try to get better for him, but it's not working and you want your relationship to last because you love him. And he also wants it to last. What you do is you both go with a therapist or two separate therapists. Uh, Frankly, I'm not one and I'm not trained to help you with this. Yeah, I already linked to Dr. Jessica McLeese. Give her a call. And lastly, question number eight. How do I surrender and give God the control? I've been trying, but it's not working. You know what? I'm not entirely sure myself. You know, people often say that, oh, you just have to give it up to God. But I've never actually seen someone give you a direct kind of how-to on it. And I'm not sure there is one. Uh, There doesn't seem to be a how. You know, in the words of Yoda, do or do not, there is no try. I I think it's because asking how implies that there is some work that has to be done, some steps or a protocol or a deed to do. But then the entire point is that you can't do it. You have to give it up. And so there's nothing to do. There are no steps. There's no special prayer or cantrip or spell. You know, there is simply the choice to do it. And if you fail, because you're human and you will, because we can't even do nothing well, uh, then you choose to continue to give it up to God. 
and through the good and through the bad. And then, yeah, when you fail and when you let him succeed, you just keep going. And if you simply do that, then when you fail, it's okay because you aren't being judged on your merits, but on Christ's. And if you succeed, well, that's okay too, because it wasn't you, it was God. And so you stop trying to make it work because there isn't any work to do. The work is in doing what then you are called to do in this new surrendered life. Um, that's the work you're supposed to do. Your, your job isn't to beat the sin, but to live the life of one who has already had it beaten for them. So, all that said, if you want two steps that will help you, the first is to pray, and the second is to read your Bible every day, both of those things. And those things are not the work, but they will help you surrender. And that's the best answer I have for that. And that's it for today. As usual, if you have your own questions, you can email me at j at uncoveringintimacy.com or you can submit them anonymously on our Have a Question page. If you like the podcast, we'd really appreciate you leaving a rating and a review by going to lovethepodcast.com slash uncoveringintimacy. It helps others find us and you all know that we Christians desperately need more discussion about marriage and intimacy in our churches and it's not happening. So we're doing it here. So please take the time to leave a review. Um, it helps them and it also helps keep me going. Um, those reviews help give me a lot of encouragement, but they're few and far between. Um, Actually, I found out the other day that we have a 4.4 out of 5 rating from 143 people, which is really cool. But we only have 15 reviews in the last four years, um, which is less cool. I mean, most of them are very positive, so that's nice, but I'd love some more. And other than that, 2020 is about over and 2021 is coming up fast. So I will see you in the new year. Bye.